Welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast, brought to you by the Christian Stewardship Network. CSN exists to encourage, teach, and connect church and stewardship leaders to help them create and lead healthy stewardship ministries in their church. You can learn more about CSN at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Stewardship Leader. I'm your host, Leo Sabo. And on today's episode, I want to talk to a very special group of people. I named this episode Dear Senior Pastor because I really want to talk to those senior pastors or senior leaders in our churches. You know, the role of a senior pastor is very difficult. It's a heavy responsibility to be tasked with the spiritual development of people. Now, I was never a senior pastor. I was a pastor, but never a senior pastor. But I've been close friends with a couple. And I can tell you that the weight of the responsibility can be very difficult to handle at times. And it's good to remember that it is God who does the heavy lifting. It's also good to remember that God is actually in the business of saving people. Now, He uses people like senior pastors, but ultimately it's His work. He desires to rescue people from eternal death to eternal life from bondage to freedom, from fruitlessness to fruitfulness. Now, to understand this fruitlessness versus fruitfulness, we need to look at Mark 4. And this is where we learn about the parable of the sower, a story about people. Some receive the message of the kingdom and some don't. And the ones that do receive the message either become fruitful or they do not. And there are four seeds described here. Seed number one fell by the wayside. These are people who did not ever get the word or did not receive the word. Number two is seed that fell on stony ground. Number three, among thorns. And number four, on good ground where it produced 30-fold, some 60, and some 100-fold. So what we learn from this is that some people receive the word and get saved. That's ultimately what it means, that they receive the message of the kingdom, they accept the message, and they begin to either bear fruit or not bear fruit. And seed number three is what we want to focus on because it says that this group was not fruitful, where group four fell on good ground and it produced 30, 60, 100. And here's the reality of all this. God cares about the fruitfulness of his people, even more than pastors do. What's interesting about this parable is that Jesus is telling us what causes fruitlessness. He tells us that once a good person is saved, there's a possibility for that person to not produce fruit. I think one of the things that pastors are frustrated about the most is save people who don't produce fruit. Well, at least that's what frustrated me and motivated me the most when I served as a pastor, and I'm certain I'm not alone. So what is Jesus trying to show us about fruitlessness or the lack thereof in this parable? Verses 18 and 19 is where we find the answer. It reads, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in to choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Ah, that's interesting. The word is what causes fruitfulness, but it is choked out by the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things. These verses are so descriptive of our current culture and the potential for God's people to be unfruitful. I think the biggest threat to Christians living for God today is our abundance and the unhealthy pursuits mentioned in these verses. 
That's why biblical financial stewardship education is so important. And this is why I want to talk to you, senior pastor, about this topic. Because the world is a deceptive place. What people choose to follow will impact them in a good way or in a bad way. And Jesus came not only to give us life, but to give it more abundantly, which means being fruitful, which always has at its core building God's kingdom. The things that you're trying to do in your church, pastor, you can't do alone. You know God has called you to lead, not to do everything. And it's impossible for you to do everything. So you need faithful, fruitful people to take up the burden with you to accomplish the vision that God has given you. So, Pastor, I want to ask you a very direct question. What is the state of your church today as it relates to this issue of stewardship and generosity? Are people good stewards and generous toward God's house and his kingdom, or is giving an issue that may reveal a deeper issue that needs to be dealt with for fruitfulness to occur? Now, I love where we are in the church today. I think it's come such a long way from the religious services that we used to have and it's alive, and, and I love that. I love the, the engaging worship and the modern uh, things that we're doing and, and how we're employing all the technology and everything else to make this experience of entering into the presence of God meaningful and purposeful and engaging. But just because most of the modern churches today don't employ religious liturgy, things like sit, stand, kneel, say this prayer this many times, it doesn't mean people are not being religious. In fact, the Word says that in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. The definition of godliness is the quality of being devoutly religious. In other words, on the outside, people in our churches can look devoted to God. Yet it can be religious in nature, but lacking power. Why? Because there's a lack of true devotion. And how do we know if they're truly devoted to the Lord? Well, I spent the first 10 years of my working life, from 16 to about 26 years old, pursuing money and wealth. I worked crazy amount of hours, multiple jobs, so I can buy the life I thought would bring me happiness and fulfillment. I didn't find it. The crazy thing is, I was a church-going religious man who didn't see a connection between money and my devotion to God. I thought, I'm going to church regularly. I attend a Bible study group. I tithe on a regular basis. Surely, I'm doing everything right. Yet there was this thirst I could not satisfy. I didn't have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And now I know why. I didn't know it then, but I do now. Because I was building my kingdom and not God's kingdom. What's troubling to me is that my pastor was not teaching on this. He almost never spoke about giving. In fact, the only time I recall ever hearing him say anything related to money was when he would plead with the people to not give to our building fund before they gave to our general fund. You know, we were renting a middle school and we had hopes of one day having our own building. So people were designating their gifts to the building fund, which meant that the church could not use it for general operating expenses. There was an obvious lack of understanding, which was due to the lack of education. But he didn't teach on tithing. He didn't teach on giving. So I, along with everyone else, remain ignorant and uninformed about what God says about money. We're also not challenged with giving, which is something that we need to be challenged with almost all the time. It was only later that I started to learn about money and what the Bible said about wealth and possessions. 
The sad thing is that it wasn't coming from any of the pastors that I was listening to. It came from a Christian radio program. From a band that was not a pastor. It was just a lay leader who God had opened his eyes to see that this was a need in the church. So what does it mean when the giving at a church shows that 80% give little to nothing at all? Don't you think that the lack of giving and generosity is a clear indicator that people don't trust God when it comes to their money? Now you might say, well, maybe they don't trust their pastor. No, I don't believe that's true. If they didn't trust you, they'd leave. If they're still coming and not giving, it's not that they don't trust you. They don't trust God. For some, it may be that they lack the understanding, not that they are unwilling to be obedient. That's more reason to make biblical stewardship and generosity a topic that should be frequently taught from the pulpit and part of the discipleship of every church member. There's not many forces as powerful as wealth and the pursuit of money in our culture. You know, why would we not equip our people with the knowledge to succeed in this area? Why would we allow the world to be their source of knowledge and inspiration on this vital topic? I believe there's no subject more important today that the church should focus on than money and wealth. We need to educate. We need to inspire. We need to challenge people how they perceive and how they look at money because the fruitfulness that they will have depends on whether they're truly committed to building God's kingdom or their own kingdom. There are influential pastors today with national and international audiences. I'm thinking of one right now that if I shared his name, everyone would know who I'm talking about. Yet he refuses to teach and challenge people in the area of giving because he doesn't want people to think he's all about the money. And I get that. In fact, I admire and respect him for not wanting to manipulate or even be suspected of manipulating people. But he's leaving the people that look to him for truth without real answers, which are in God's word. The truth is there are tens of thousands of people he's preaching to every single week that need wisdom on how to manage money, something the Bible provides in abundance. And he, together with every other spiritual leader, have a responsibility to share God's wisdom about biblical stewardship and generosity. People need to be educated about money, and they need to be challenged often to look at whether they are building God's kingdom or their own. So my challenge to every pastor, specifically to senior pastors, is to stop ignoring, stop putting off, stop delegating this responsibility, and start taking steps toward equipping God's people with God's word on this important part of discipleship. If you don't do it, it won't get done. And God's people and God's kingdom will suffer as a result. If you accept my challenge to begin down this path of teaching and equipping your people and discipling them in the area of stewardship and generosity, then here's where you can begin. In a few weeks, on March 2nd to March 4th, an event will be held at Southeast Christian Church in Louisville, Kentucky. It's our Christian Stewardship Network Annual Forum. Now, if you're listening to this and this date has passed. This is something we do every year in the springtime. So look for christianstewardshipnetwork.com in our annual forum. Now on March 2nd, between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m., there's a pre-forum workshop we call Stewardship Impact, which will give you the best foundation for why you should have a stewardship ministry, how to build that ministry, and what you will do through that ministry. If you want to get a great start, then this workshop will help you to do just that. Every pastor and leader that's been through this one-day workshop has told us that this workshop alone was instrumental to the success of their stewardship ministries at their churches. The forum starts that evening with a dinner and continues for two days. It is designed to provide knowledge, get your questions answered, and create relationships that will support you as you build your ministry. You will not find a more passionate and giving group of people anywhere. They are an incredible group 
And I'm not talking about the leaders alone. I'm talking about everyone that's part of this event. They are servants who give of themselves continually, so you will never have to wonder how to do something because you will have a group of people, some who have been down that road and have learned from their wins and their failures, which is incredibly beneficial for anyone that's just starting out or taking this message of stewardship to the next level. So that's my challenge and my offer to you, senior pastor. I know if you take this step, you will gain what you need to be effective in discipling your people in this area of stewardship and generosity. I haven't even touched on how this will bless your church, but I know it will, because people who are deeply committed to God are more generous in every way, in the way they use their time, in the way they use their talents, in the way they use their treasure. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you found it helpful, please share it with another leader, perhaps your senior or executive pastor. We would also appreciate it if you would rate and subscribe to this podcast. And if you could spare a few kind words, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcast or whatever app you're using to listen to this episode. Our hope is that more people would learn about this resource and others that we offer, which can be found on our website at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. Well, thanks again. Until next time, remember, God has called you to be a good, faithful, and fruitful steward. So be that kind of steward, but don't stop there. Teach someone else to do the same. <laughs>